Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished entrepreneur from Karachi, Pakistan, Mr. Furkan Kidwai. Furkan, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Furkan is the co-founder and chief operating officer of YPay Financial Services. So Furkan, let's talk about YPay and financial services. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your background and your motivation to start this business. So thank you for this opportunity. And I think uh, I'll introduce my uh, background and I will connect it with, with the story of how I started with YPay. Right. So just to give background, I'm not a finance major. I'm a computer science major. So mm-hmm. I did my undergraduate from a local university here in Pakistan. That's called Habib University. It's the mm-hmm. first liberal arts institute in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. So with liberal arts institute, I had the opportunity to take courses outside of my uh, computer science major as well. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to take a couple of quarter semesters at Stanford University, mm-hmm. where I basically started pursuing data science uh, as my speci- specialization within computer science. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I had the opportunity to 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 see how how data science world is working uh, across the globe. Mm-hmm. So when I came back, uh, when, I, when I was in my final year, I had the opportunity that I was hired at Deloitte uh, mm-hmm. as a financial analyst, and I was working on credit risk models. Mm-hmm. So it was around uh, 2019 uh, when the COVID hit, and uh, all the offices went virtual. Uh, work from home policies were implemented. Uh, even universities. Uh, went virtual. We had online classes. So when we were leaving our office, uh, I I was not a finance major. I was working as an analyst uh, mm-hmm. who was working as a data scientist for finance field. Mm-hmm. So I heard people discussing about uh, investing in the time of recession. So mm-hmm. when the stock markets were crashed at that time, and people were talking, we should invest in blue chips so that we will be able to book profits when we when we recover from COVID and the stock markets start performing again. Hmm. So I, I had the curiosity when I heard this and I was like, uh, what are they talking about? I never heard something similar to it in my entire life. So I I went back to my friend who was also my computer science major friend. Hmm. Uh, and I discussed this opportunity with him and with very, uh, you say, little to zero knowledge, we went to the uh, so Karachi is basically the financial hub of Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And just like Wall Street, we have a kind of a Wall Street of Pakistan, which is called I.I. Chandigarh Road mm-hmm. there in Karachi, mm-hmm. uh, which is in the downtown in Karachi. So we went to the uh, I.I. Chandigarh Road, the Wall Street of Pakistan. And by somehow we went to the Pakistan Stock Exchange building. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't know anyone. We, 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 we were exploring and uh, somehow we went to the third floor and we went to uh, meet some mm-hmm. broker through which we we tried to open our first brokerage account. And it took us, I think, more than 15 days to just to open a brokerage account in the time of COVID, Mm -hmm. in the time of digital era, and a couple of visits for our biometric and uh, and our our signing of the forms. So we realized that this is a hassle process. A, we we didn't know about this uh, financial market regulated investment avenues in Pakistan. And B, we we didn't have the accessibility to to to, to these capital markets. Mm-hmm. And when we dig down, we we we, we research and we find out we found out that uh, Pakistan unfortunately has uh, one of the lowest investment to GDP ratio in the world. Mm. 
mm -hmm. uh, which we call as savings ratio in the world. And mm -hmm. this is not something uh, particular to this region. Uh, if we see, uh, so world's average is around 24%, Pakistan mm -hmm. is around 16%. India is around 30, uh, 29-30%, Bangladesh is around 27-28%, Nigeria is around 25%, China is around 42%. So it's a problem particular to Pakistan. Hmm. And, 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 and the major reasons were the, the lack of awareness of the investment literacy or you could say financial literacy among the masses. Mm -hmm. And we are talking about the fifth most populous country where we have 220 million population. Mm -hmm. And I think more than 65% of the population is below the age of 35 years. Old. Yeah. So, so, so the, the, the lack of awareness among masses and mm -hmm. the accessibility to the capital markets. These were the two major issues that we identified. And we, we started working and brainstorming on this, on this, on this mm -hmm. uh, idea. So that okay. is how YPay came into being. So YPay's mm -hmm. mission was to basically... So we believed in achieving a financially stable Pakistan by creating easy and equal investment opportunity opportunities for everyone. So we so we wanted to become the easiest and the you could say the accessible access, in terms of accessibility we wanted to become the easiest savings and investment app in Pakistan. Hmm. So we 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 consulted with few incubators, local incubators here in Pakistan. Hmm. Uh, we. Uh, brought some angel kind of board advisors on board who were financially experts who have mm -hmm. two decades of experience in this industry mm -hmm. and we brainstorm on this idea and luckily in 2020 uh, uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission of Pakistan for the first time in Pakistan they held their first regulatory sandbox so okay. globally uh, usually the regulators do uh, these kind of sandbox to, to promote innovation to mm -hmm bring up ideas that are not already regulated. Mm. So we applied to that uh, first regulatory sandbox and, and Alhamdulillah, we were among the first six startups that were selected wow. in the first ever regulatory sandbox. Oh, here so that's the journey. That's how Fantastic. I started. Fantastic. And what is the range of financial services that you offer to the young people in Pakistan? Mm -hmm. So, so, so we, we, we basically, uh, we are a combination of two things. We are an investment literacy platform and we are the investment accessibility platforms. Mm. So the two problems that I identified earlier, so we are solving those two problems. Mm -hmm. So we basically, uh, there is a, so the awareness part, we do it through our financial wellness program. Mm. So we have a financial wellness program in which we basically partner with universities. Mm. We partner with the small and medium enterprises. We partner with different startups where we basically go and do personal finance one-on-one -on -one sessions. Mm. And if they are, if they are strategic partners, their employees, their students uh, have the accessibility to book one-on-one -on -one uh, personal finance sessions as well with our, one of our financial gurus as well. So mm. that is the awareness part. And then we basically give them the accessibility. So we are the first digital distributor of mutual funds in Pakistan, centralized distributor of mutual funds in Pakistan. So we, uh, on our platform, so there are basically 14 asset management companies in Pakistan okay. and roughly each asset management company have eight to 10 mutual funds. So we aggregated all the mutual funds on our platform. So you don't have to go to the brokerage mm -hmm. uh, firm. You, you can just open your mutual fund account within two minutes and you can start investing from your home at your ease. So you don't have to do any biometric, you don't have mm. to do. So we 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 proposed this idea to the SCCP and they were pleased with the idea. Mm. We mm. did a sandbox experimentation. They were pleased with this, with the results. So they came up with the commercial licensing. So we applied for the commercial licensing in the late 2021 and we got a commercial license this year only in mm. February, 2022. 
and we basically launched our product on in March 2022, and from there we basically have around uh, eight to ten thousand customers that are actively Wonderful. using our platform, uh, educating themselves about personal finance, and also investing and saving their money uh, uh, for longer term and short term as well, depending on their risk appetite. Amazing, amazing. You also say that you are ensuring asset management services uh, to make them accessible to the young student population. Yeah. How are you ensuring this? And when you say students, what uh, level of students are you talking about? College or even lower? So, so we basically, our target persona is basically final year students and early and mid-career professionals. Mm-hmm. So the reason for that is because uh, in Pakistan, Pakistan is one of the fastest growing freelancer economy as well, <clears throat> where the gig economy is developing. Mm-hmm. Uh, early and mid-career professionals are basically, they have... They have lesser responsibilities compared to to us mid or senior level uh, 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 individual mm-hmm. employee. So they have something to to save or invest. They just don't know the the they don't have the awareness and they don't have the accessibility. Mm-hmm. So through our branding and through our awareness campaigns, we are basically making sure that they that they are aware about their personal finances, mm-hmm. just like what Grow and Zeroda have done it in India. There are perfect examples of how. The people of this region need awareness about uh, so we are targeting not just through in-person campaigns but we're also doing our financial awareness campaigns through digital platforms where they basically are residing so it's mm-hmm. it could be facebook it could be instagram it could be uh linkedin it the early and mid-career professionals you you will find most of them on linkedin mm-hmm. uh whereas the university students will be mostly on instagram and facebook mm-hmm. so or, or youtube so the, the the idea is to basically interact with them and give them the basics of personal finance so that they are aware of so most of so, so to just to understand mm-hmm. the appetite of investment so in uh, i think in 2021 more than 50 million dollar have been invested into crypto by these young individuals wow. whereas the crypto is not even regularized in pakistan so they have they want to invest they have the potential mm-hmm. just don't they have the awareness of the regulated investment avenues in Pakistan and the accessibility? Mm. So that's that's the major wonderful. issue. How wonderful. And tell me, Furkan, for young people in Pakistan, what are the challenges you are addressing from the perspective of investment uh, through YPay? I think uh, the, 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 the two major issues for, for the young population, which I personally face as a, as a young individual after graduating from my university, mm-hmm. I think uh, per, talking about financial literacy or personal finance is mm-hmm. kind of a taboo here in Pakistan. Uh, it was similar case in India, uh, mm-hmm. I think five years ago, six years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. So people don't really talk about their their personal finance. They they can sit with their friends. They can talk about all all. They can talk about modernity. They can talk about history. They can talk about philosophy. But they don't talk about personal finance. Just like about how the sexual education is taboo right. here in this mm-hmm. region. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a huge lag uh, mm-hmm. about personal finances because if a person if we compare an individual with a graduate who is graduating from a university abroad mm-hmm. they're already made aware of about their personal finances and how they need to start saving investing 
at an early age hmm. which will give them returns at the age of 40 or 45 they can do do an early retirement with their passive income as well hmm. so i think the awareness part is is the major part that is missing for for the young student population and hmm. it's not just related to investment literacy hmm. it's related to financial literacy all aspects of financial literacy whether it's 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 about how they can use their credit history whether mm-hmm. how they can uh, maintain their credit history how they can leverage their credit history to mm-hmm. get other products or uh, uh, different loans at a better rate mm-hmm. so these are, these are the basics that are that are missing in the masses and i think the the, the legacy players uh, uh because of they, they they are very much dependent on the hnis and the corporates because they the most of the chunk of their money mm-hmm. uh the 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 uh, business comes from these hnis and corporates so they are not very much into into you say the 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 masses mm, so that's that's the that. reason that, that's the reason the awareness is lacking and i that's think the that. second issue is the accessibility which mm. which which regulators are playing a huge part which players like us startups like us playing a huge part in building the accessibility so i mm. think we are on the right track in terms of the accessibility part the awareness part will take time obviously there's a huge population oh absolutely but we are on, on the right track i agree but tell me <clears throat> you just mentioned legacy players mm-hmm. who are the legacy players who you know in india also we saw this 20 years ago when the brokerages were not completely digitized etc how are the legacy players reacting to a young digital startup like yourself yeah so uh, i would give an example from a different from a different oh, uh, lens so 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 recently a uh, state bank of pakistan for the first time they have introduced a digital bank license mm-hmm. so so you'd see how they are reacting so it's it's basically the digital bank license is for 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 players who want to just do digital banking mm-hmm. uh, so they are mobile wallets they are licensing for mobile wallets but they can't lend or they can't invest reinvest their their portfolio amount Hmm. so for digital bank it's kind of between wallets and and the the commercial banks so you see there are five there there were five slots for hmm. for for the digital bank licensing hmm. and all the big uh 10 commercial banks who are also the primary dealers in the hmm. in the primary market hmm. have applied for the d- digital bank license okay so so they are very keen so they they are like we don't want to miss the opportunity hmm. they are not doing their job That, mm. that they were supposed to do but they are also applying for for new opportunities and innovation that are out there so mm. so they are reacting and they are very keen so they don't want to miss out this this roller coaster so they they mm. also want to be a part of it so mm. they are also applying for digital bank license so that's how they are reacting fantastic fantastic my next question you forkan is uh, you know on the cashless economy you know india has traditionally been a cash cash economy but in the last 8 9 years we have seen a very significant move to digitization so much so that we are the largest economy yeah. in the world which has digital transactions uh do you see as the founder of uh, ypay uh pakistan moving towards more and more digitization i think uh, the best answer would be uh, so, so whatever happens in india pakistan is basically in terms of finance yeah. so state bank yeah. uh, or, or the different startups or the regulators are basically you would you would not say copying but they they are basically are on the footsteps of what india is doing yeah. on the finance side mm. so just like upi so upi is the biggest payment system Absolutely. all over the world mm. uh, so they have introduced rast 
So yeah. RAS is exactly what UPI is in India. So okay. RAS is basically launched by the State Bank of Pakistan, mm -hmm. and they have received a very positive response. So they have recently launched six months ago, mm -hmm. and they have more than uh, around I think five to ten million accounts with, within 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 that time. Wow. And in terms of digitization, so uh, I'm not talking about tier one cities. I'm yeah. talking about tier two and tier three cities. So yeah. digital mobile wallets. So Pakistan has a population of two twenty million, mm -hmm. and we. In the last four years, we have opened, we have registered around more than hundred million digital wallets in this tier two and tier three cities. So, so you see, the trend is happening. Mm. So people are going. You won't find hundred million bank accounts in Pakistan, mm. but you'll find hundred million digital mobile wallets mm. accounts, registered mobile wallets accounts in Pakistan. Mm. So the digitization is happening through wallets, through digital banks that that will come in place. So the digitization is taking place, but it will take time to to hit the volume uh, that we are speaking of. Mm. So, but we are on the on the same footsteps that that India was falling five years ago. So, mm. RAS has been launched similar to UPI digital mobile wallets, just like in India, and there are also digital banks coming in. So. I, I see a huge potential in the market. Wonderful, wonderful. and do you, Furkan, see? Uh, YPay getting into uh, more downstream digital financial activities. Yeah, so the the idea is to, so the idea is to 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 build the savings and investment ecosystems, not just on a consumer level, but also on the on the infrastructure level where we can also leverage our technology and mm. give to other fintech players that they can open. We can become their savings and investment arm. Mm -hmm. So uh, right now we started off with mutual funds, but we are planning to to get stocks live on our platform and eventually we're working with the regulator if we get the permission so we will bring on board inshallah us stocks and if crypto if if, if, if it gets legal mm. so we want to become a wealth stack solution uh in the longer run mm. but with that we will also be kind of a becoming a, a personal mobile wallet as well so okay. people can save their money on ypay's mobile wallet as well mm. and invest through mobile wallet so we we are on the track of becoming uh, mobile wallet as well, but our main agenda is saving the investment in Pakistan, and the penetration in this in this ecosystem, the in, uh, the investment ecosystem is very low mm -hmm. uh, compared to the penetration in the cashless economy where we were talking about uh, digital wallets, mobile wallets. So that that area already being crowded. Mm -hmm. So this area is needs to be taken care of. So insurance is also. Uh, taking off, but that has also not penetrated into the market. And investment is, you could say, the least, uh, uh, you would say, the most ignored child of mm. uh, of Pakistani fintech ecosystem. So we are working on that. Wonderful. Uh, Prakash, I have time for two more questions. My next question is that in India, we have seen young Indians uh, have started to consume a huge amount of data. Uh, and uh, as uh, you know, leading businessmen have said in India and all over the world, data is the new oil. Do you see a similar trend when you look at young people from the perspective of YPay and fintech? I think uh, absolutely, and there is no doubt that. Uh, so recently, I was reading an article on Bloomberg. Mm. So it stated that India is now <clears throat> becoming the largest. Uh, uh, you could say data consumer the, the point you that you, you, you just mentioned mm. so in pakistan uh, uh, i would give a, uh, a simple example for that so three years ago four years ago before covid 
if you want to have my credit history, you, you will go to one of my banks or one of my credit card banks holder and I'll ask how I'm performing on my credit card or on my bank account transaction. Mm. So recently, State Bank introduced, or you could say digital mobile wallets, the, 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 the players have introduced a new way of credit profiling for tier two and tier three uh, uh, cities. So they don't have a bank account. So how mm. will you do their credit profiling? So they, they are doing it through their through the data of their uh, usage of their SIMs. So the technology that they they were using for mm. the last 10 years, so mm. all the tier two, tier three uh, cities, people have a uh, cellular network. Mm -hmm. So they are working with, 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 the, with, the, with this telecom partners and building up a credit history on the basis of that. So mm. th that is the usage of data uh, where the data was very limited. So, so just like in India, so Pakistan, Pakistan, in Pakistan, the people are uh, working on, on different streams of data and how, so, so the data is already out there. So mm. when we talk about digitization, the data is out there. It's, it's the matter of how you use it and how significant it's going to be in the longer run. So, 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 so this example really fascinates me that they have introduced a new credit profiling mm. method. Uh, for tier two and tier three cities, people, which is which is which is which which I never thought of that it would be able. So they can also get some lending products. Otherwise, they can they can't if they want to take a, a loan from a commercial bank, they won't be able to do it because they don't have a credit history, they don't have a bank account, and banks will not facilitate them as the digital uh, lending uh, wallets. Are performing, they they won't be facilitating as much as 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 as, as bank. Fantastic, um, and Furkan, my last question, and this is for the many many young people who will listen to our conversation, and a lot of them like you will be startup entrepreneurs, not just in India, Pakistan, but across the world. What would you say are three lessons that you want the our viewers and listeners to take away from your learnings and from your journey? I think I, I will relate to my my uh, learnings from Kunal Shah. So Kunal Shah is a founder of Credit, uh, which is the leading uh, credit profiling startup in India. So I, I really listen to him and look up to him. So I think for me personally, the three three key takeaways would be opportunity. The first one would be opportunities. So mm -hmm. we are we we are living in a region where opportunities are immense. So every problem is an opportunity, just like I, I faced a problem when I was opening my brokerage account. So you will be facing significant problems in your daily life. Mm. And you need to think of how can I uh, increase the efficiency of that uh, solution. So for example, uh, I increase the efficiency. So if a brokerage account was taking seven days, I reduce it to one day mm. and you don't need to visit a brokerage account. So that's one seventh of the, of the, Correct. of the time that, that, that were taking place. Mm. So you need to think of an opportunity that mm. is out there. Yeah. You need, if you, if you are, if you, if you pick an opportunity, you need to be passionate about it. So I was not a finance major, but when I faced this problem, I was really fascinated about, about, about the solution of this problem. Hmm. And I, I, I really put my, uh, I left my job at Deloitte, um, a well-paying job at Deloitte. 
I worked on this idea even before I got the funding. I put my own money in and I was really passionate about solving this problem. Mm. Although I had zero knowledge about finance. Mm. So you really need to be, so the skills and knowledge are something that you will develop over time. Yeah. Mm. But your passion is something that, that, that will keep you driving for, for, for solving that problem. Mm. So mm. I think opportunity, passion, and the last thing is the gratitude. I think people say that the journey is, is the journey that matters a lot. It's, mm. it's, it's the com- company that matters a lot. I think journey would be fruitful if you if you have a sense of gratification if you don't have if you are uh, if you don't show the gratitude uh, on the journey you will never be satisfied with the journey mm-hmm. there will be ups there will be downs but uh, uh, if you have a sense of gratitude i think you will you will learn a lot and you will be i think you would be saying you will you will you will make the most out of that journey oh, because wow. without gratitude there is no journey and there is no fun and there there is no learning mm. so o- always the company matters but mm. it's the gratitude with that company that matters the most so wow. i think these are the three key, key takeaways that i will i will Fantastic. say Furkan, on that note uh, and your three amazing lessons think of an opportunity be passionate about what you want to do once you have thought of an opportunity and always remember that there is a lot of gratitude involved in getting where you are Thank you so much for speaking to me. It has been amazing. I had never imagined a conversation like this uh, with someone so young. Your passion has come through Your for our viewers and listeners. Furkan has already said he's a computer engineer turned a financial uh, entrepreneur. Uh, thank you for telling me so much about the journey of the finance and the fintech world in Pakistan. It was truly something new that I have learned today. And I'm sure all our viewers and listeners will Uh, listen uh, and uh, learn something new and in the end i love the slogan behind you on the cycle enjoy the ride so thank you so much for speaking to me again and good luck to you and yp thank you so much uh it it was my pleasure to be here and i think thank you for giving me this opportunity and i'm looking forward to more uh listening to more entrepreneurs at at your platform and uh uh, looking forward to it thank Thank you so so much. much Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for The Brand Called You.